Welcome back, everyone, to a bit of a, you know, a lengthy uh, sabbatical. Um, we are, like, flying at a weird pace right now because, yeah, we don't have headphones right now, so it, it sounds weird. I, I hear Dylan without hearing me, so we hope, we hope this sounds good. We hope so. If it doesn't... We won't know. We're going to post it anyway. <laughs> yeah, until it's too late. But a lot has happened. It, it, it has been, I think we, we, we talked, it was three weeks... I think it's been three weeks since we've been on, but I'm not giving excuses, but we do them on Wednesday nights, and if that tells you, the past three weeks, church has been canceled Mm -hmm. on every Wednesday night. We were out for sickness, we were out, what was the one before, wasn't there one before that? I think there was, but we were here. Maybe we just got in really late. I can't remember. Well, it's three weeks ago. Technical issues, or if we were... I don't know what happened. Something happened. We had church. We just didn't do the podcast. I don't know why. Okay, well then, that's my bad. Church has been canceled, though, the past two times mm-hmm. because of sickness. It was the first week. And then second week, here in Tennessee, was a massive polar vortex came through. Snowmageddon it, 2024. It, it snowed because it snowed from Sunday night, and I don't think it stopped till like, Tuesday. And some places got up to seven inches of snow. I think ours in Cookville rang in about six, you know, upwards to that. And so, yeah, and it was zero degrees most nights. So it stayed around and cloudy all day. So the wind chill was like negative 10. Oh, yeah. So it was rough. And that's also why they decided to cancel church, just because I, I know my situation. Our road was not the greatest to travel on, and I know where Dylan lives, and I know his wasn't either. So um, Homestead was um, greatly affected by snowmageddon. It was Dylan. It um, I had seven inches. Go ahead at the uh, at the cabin. Measured it with an old ruler I found. <laughs> but, Stone ages. <laughs> um, but I had seven inches of snow, and it nope. was treacherous. No working heat. It was you know, my heat went out. My pipes froze and busted. It was just. It was a, a rough week. Time. No, it's. I've had a good week. It's just been the first time I was able to shower at my home was yesterday. I've been showering at work, and so and then I finally got to do laundry, so I looked like a person again. I was pulling clothes out that I hadn't worn in a long time. <laughs> but um, it was funny. Somebody today they were like, "Man, you look really nice." I'm like, "Yeah, it's because I can do laundry again and actually have clean clothes." Oh, you looked fine. But it was wild. So it was. Um, Definitely more snow than I've seen in a long time. And don't don't take this as fact. Because what caused that was some kind of polar vortex. Mm-hmm. There's supposed to be another one at the end of February. Oh, is there actually? It's supposed to be worse than the one we just had. How do we know that so far? It's out? like a model. I have, I have a picture of it. Please pull it it's up. It's a model from the National Weather Service. But it's like, they're like, don't take this as fact. It could change. Man. But I love weather people. It shows almost all the United States in this polar vortex getting a lot of snow. Including us. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So that is for, it's a 35 day outlook model. And it says, time will tell, but we do see a very cold and active month ahead after a brief, brief warm up this week. Really? So, yeah. wow. No, end of January, mm. excuse me, end of January. Even not, sooner. Into uh, January, that's like 
This is this follows this week? the previous system entry. Maybe it is because it's the maybe in in the February. Sorry. Okay, so we're we're um, tracking Snowmageddon twenty twenty four part two. We turned and, into um, weather people. I love it. Anyway, so <laughs> that was our week. We're back though, and we're in Proverbs fifteen. But tell us about your experience with Snowmageddon and your week. Well, it was good. Um, I have a great boss, you know, who was like, Jackson, don't get in a car accident, stay home. He's right over there. I'm here. I'm right here. <laughs> no, it, we got out and braved it Monday, but then it just kept snowing Monday. Like big, white, puffy flakes. Not flurries. Yeah, it was huge. Mm-hmm. Like people, like interstates were covered up. I mean, everyone, Monday and Tuesday was just, I don't know, it seemed like the world stopped. Uh, if you might, you might be from the north. You might be like, "Oh my gosh, Mike. seven, <laughs> seven inches of snow! What a bunch of babies!" That's a lot for us. The entire <laughs> state of Tennessee was out of school. Like it showed a map of every county that was closed, and the whole state was out. Yeah, they finally like cla- schools finally started going back today, and most of the counties were still closed today. Yeah, Jackson County was closed. Jackson, today. White, mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of other. I think Putnam County was the only one that. Like went Putnam and Cumberland, Cumberland like the only two. Oh, were they? I think. Oh man. Yeah, they were out today. Man, I know a lot of unhappy people, but yeah, it's just I don't know. We weren't we aren't used to that. So if you're from the north, you're like, man, Buffalo got seven feet of snow last week. I'm sorry. Well, good for Buffalo. Good for Buffalo, but I never want to see that much snow in my life. And that was said with all the respect of Christianity that I had. Mm -hmm. We love you, Buffalo. We do love you, Buffalo. But good on you. We're fine with our seven inches of snow, and yeah. Um, Who knows? You might hear from us again whenever this new polar vortex comes in. We're going to brave the elements for our listeners. We'll be here. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're, we're going to try to, at least. Um, but, hey, we're in Proverbs 15. I hope, you know, as we've been going on, you've been, or not going on, as we've been kind of stopped, y'all have been going on, reading ahead, um, kind of just uh, getting the feel of what Proverbs, uh, the rest of it's going to be like. Uh, we're going to tackle two chapters today just to kind of, I don't know, quicken it a little bit more. Um, we have four verses to get through. So, my thought is, I think our listeners at home should open their Bible okay. and read all of chapter 15 and 16, but maybe we could skip to our verses Okay, there's no context behind it. Right. I like it. Okay. My thought, that's, I mean, I'll do whatever you I want. I think we should start doing that anyway. Mm-hmm. I think that might be a good idea. Just because we don't want to, like, we don't want to, like, seem redundant here. Or any, we kind of try to read it, find maybe passages we haven't talked about, or maybe same theme or something like that, and it is getting very difficult. The further we go along, finding something new that we haven't talked about in the previous episodes. Um, so so we challenge you to read Proverbs 15. I agree. Uh, that is a great challenge. And 16. And the rest of the Bible. Why you're at read it? it all. <laughs> read it all. Read it all. But, uh, so, okay. Uh, I guess my verse is first. Um, so, chapter 15. Um, I'm going to read it. Just my verse. Verse 22. Um, It says, Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, uh, they succeed. So, again, I tried to find one that I just haven't talked about, and now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this. But it's okay. Just humor me. So, the wisdom here, obviously, you can see it without counsel or without 
friends or or fill in somebody who surrounds you, your people group, your your inner circle or your outer. But plans fail if you don't have them. But with many advisors or you know, that doesn't mean a great number, but with at least more than yourself, uh, advisors, plans can succeed. You know, the wisdom is that other people have wisdom too, you know, because I'm never right all the time. So it's wise to, or wise for me to, when I approach a situation um, of any kind, um, Proverbs is not always sometimes meeting uh, biblical, but definitely biblical, but it, it's always wise to seek out someone else's counsel. Um, Dylan's talked about this a lot, how if you're the smartest person in the room, get out, you know, find another room where you can uh, sit there, you can learn, uh, you can kind of uh, get different um, uh, different news or just stuff like that um, that can better you, advance your learning. Um, and so just specifically here though um, by seeking out that other uh, wisdom uh, plants can succeed um, and if not you know it, it kind of would be considered ignorant I guess if you think that you know everything because um, real quick you'll probably find out you don't um, so yeah that's my wisdom for uh, Proverbs 15 uh, verse 22. It should be. There you go. There we go. So my uh, verse is verse 26. And I'll read that. It says, uh, The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but gracious words are pure. You know, I also try to think of something that I hadn't talked about. And this is, I talked about this a lot. It's kind of near and dear to my heart. But let's talk about the wicked side. The thoughts of the wicked. Now, when you think about that word, like when you, wouldn't it be wild to call somebody wicked these days let's bring it back you're wicked jackson <laughs> is wicked let's bring it and not back. like wicked cool i mean like you're wicked it seems it's very harsh yeah. like it's like it's not like, like a, i guess like the the cool kids back in the day was you know you're wicked cool did you say was wicked? that cool did you say wicked cool? i didn't wicked i don't know maybe that was cool maybe <laughs> it wasn't i don't know i never said it but i wasn't cool either so but anyway <laughs> Not that type of, but like someone like, they're calling you evil, you know? So I don't think anybody just seeks out to have the title of a wicked person. So what is this talking about? Well, if it's saying that the thoughts of the wicked are an abomination, every sin is an abomination to the Lord. And I, well, let me say this, any intentional sin I would consider to be an abomination. Now, Jesus knows that we're not perfect. And just because I make a mistake doesn't mean that I'm an abomination. But let's say you are actively living a lifestyle that you know is, is sinful. It's against what you're, and you're doing it on purpose. You know, at that moment, you may not think much about it, but maybe you're wicked. Maybe your thoughts are wicked. And... We don't set out to be that way. But guys, if we're not following the Bible, then we're going down a path of wickedness, a, a path of destruction. And it, so many people live their life without really worrying about the Bible and worrying about, you know, the way Christians are supposed to live. 
and they talk down to people and they're rude to people intentionally. And they do that for attention, for whatever. But what I'm trying to say is when you read that, you're like, oh my goodness, I would never, you know, the thoughts of the wicked, I think of evil people. But if we're not living with God, we're living with Satan. And so maybe we're unintentionally being wicked. We're unintentionally being evil. But the good side of this verse is it goes to, but gracious words are pure. You know, and I, and I picked this verse on purpose because my grandma's name was Grace. And when you thought of Grace, like my grandma, like she's just like, well, I guess my mom's just like her. But I mean, you think of like the epitome of grace, <laughs> of mercy, of kindness. She, I've never, I never heard her speak a bad word about anybody. And any time, to the point that it was kind of annoying sometimes, but any time she had the opportunity to build somebody up or give somebody words of encouragement, she did it. And, I, and that's why I kind of picked this because it says, but gracious words are pure. So if we're living our life with Christ, I think we should take every opportunity to be encouraging, every opportunity to extend grace and extend mercy and all these things, because if we're not, if we're living without regards to Christ, then we're, we're following a bad path. But we should seek out opportunities to be encouraging. We should seek out to be gracious with our time, with our words, uh, with our love, with everything. And so that's kind of why I picked verse 26. So now we'll jump over to Proverbs chapter 16. Well, what? <laughs> that was dumb. I was trying. Never mind. I'm not going <laughs> to just forget it. I hope we give you some entertainment while you're driving down the road or weeding your garden or mowing the lawn. I That's my favorite podcast right there. I can't think of it. Doing man things or doing womanly things. Maybe you're knitting, cleaning, or sewing, cleaning, and, uh, whatever. We hope we can give you knit. some entertainment. Absolutely. So Proverbs 16, um, I was just reading it over, and my verse was going to be 20, but I think I'm going to extend it to, well, actually back up a little bit and go from verse 18, and then, let me make sure. And then, you know what, I'll just do 18 through 20, but mainly just 18 and 20. But we're just going to read it all together. All right, so... Proverbs 16 18. It says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. It is better to be of a lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. Whoever gives thought to the word uh, will discover good, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. So, the um, reason why I want to back up to 18, um, because I just feel like pride is. Um, and I and I think we've also mentioned this again. I'm sorry if we have before, but pride is like if I had to give the reason for sinning a rank, like why we do it, I would put pride at like number one because of just you know it's directly opposite of what Jesus was. Jesus was humble. He he had I can't remember why this came to my mind. I think I heard it in a podcast while I was driving. Um, hint, hint. Um, but um, he had all the power in the world. Everything he could have, he could have said, 
uh, and it happened. And yet, every time he went into a city where he was ridiculed, he was uh, he was put down. He and then to the point where he was tried in front of judges and and beaten, and then ultimately hung on a cross. And yet, that was pure love and humility, which is just completely opposite of pride. And so I just liked how it said pride goes before uh, destruction, just because that's what pride can lead us to. It can lead us to that destruction. And then going to 20, um, again, whoever gives thought to the word will discover good, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. You know, listening and reading and, and obeying God's word will always bring good. Maybe not the way that we see it. You know, remember Proverbs is probabilities, you know, not, um, not you know, definite, written in stone kind of deal. But with us kind of surrendering and listening and obeying, um, it will bring good. Maybe not that moment. Maybe we just get put into um, harder trials or something along those lines where it doesn't seem good in the moment. Um, but once we pull through, by, you know, submitting, by listening, by reading the Word, it, it, it's going to be so much better. You know, we can see that from just reading Proverbs, because all of these are tied back to the fear of the Lord. Without the fear of the Lord, you know, we don't obtain wisdom. You know, things won't be great. Um, we're kind of on the other coin. We're, we're the wicked now. You know, no fear of the Lord is foolishness. It's wicked. It's Things will most likely go poorly. Um but yeah, that's why that's just the wisdom that I've taken from those couple verses is uh, don't be prideful, be humble and read the word. So mine, I just changed it on the fly. On the fly. <laughs> Literally, when he changed his, I was like, hey, I'm going to change mine. Verse 33. Okay. I really like this. It says, the lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. So uh, when you first read that, you're like, you know, what's going on? What does that mean? Well, there's a reason I picked this. Because when you think about casting lots, and you read that a lot in the New Testament, what does that mean? That they cast lots for Jesus' clothes as a form of mockery. But do you know what that means? Like the actual definition of casting lots. I might be it, wrong, but isn't isn't it like them, almost like betting or like something along those lines? Or they kind of it's it's kind of like drawing straws. Okay. Basically, and I don't know if there was money involved. I don't know how they did it, or I guess instead of saying drawing straws, let's make it more of a choice to let's roll the dice, hmm. right? So when it says the lot is cast into its lap. Let's say we're just rolling the dice. Now, why would you do that with your own life? With the things that happen with, with your decisions, with your family, with whatever, why would we simply want to roll the dice and just hope for the best? You know, and I guess you could say since I've been like 18... I've been on like a spiritual journey. That sounds so weird, but it just just keep up with me. I've been on like really reading the Bible for myself, understanding why we do what we do, why we don't do what we don't do, all these things. And I'm kind of 
wrapping up my spiritual journey. Not wrapping it up, but at least my Christian life and the the reason why I do what I do is finally coming to a close and I'm understanding why I do what I do you're at start, 24. You're just starting a new chapter. So now that I understand why I do what I do, it'll, it'll you know, it changes as you get older. But for right now, what I've really been stuck on is you, you read in the, the New Testament, every good and perfect thing comes from God. And I, I've thought about that verse over the past, I'd say, month and a half. Every night. I study about it. Every night. And I'm like, what are we? What are we doing? You know, do we make our own decisions? Are we puppets on a string? Is our life's plan? I mean, just all these things that you kind of go down a rabbit hole of, am I really making my own decisions? Or is God making my decisions for me? And it's neither one of them. You know, we obviously, if we're Christians, I do believe that God has a divine intervention in our lives to where he directs our paths, right? So then you read, you know, and I'll put this in our words, but our life is not something that we roll the dice and throw it and say, well, I got what I got. You know, you hear the phrase, it's something about cards. What is it? Hand your dealt or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I've heard that phrase my whole life. Like, you know, that's just the hand you're dealt. You're going to have to deal with it. And I that it bothers me now because I'm like, what does that mean? So I'm like, I've been going on this dark, not dark, but this deep <laughs> rabbit hole of studying over the last month and a half of why do I, you know, how does my decision making come into play with my Christian life and all these things? But then verse 33 is at the end. It says, but it's every decision is from the Lord. The idea is not that every single life event is a message from God. And every single life event that happens in your life should be a game of chance to determine God's will for you. Like If you have a string of bad luck, it's not that God hates you. It's not that he's upset with you. But it's... But there are life events that cause you to be like, God is is moving. He's doing something. And what I've kind of determined is as I mature in my faith, and I, as I hope that if you're a Christian and you're listening to this and you're maturing in your faith, you come to a point where you understand that God may not be you know, deciding everything that happens in your life, but he decides how you make a decision. Because not that he's telling you what to do, but through his word and through your understanding, he is guiding your decision making. Not necessarily guiding the life events that happen to you, because that could be because of something you did or whatever. But when it comes to making a decision, God is going to help you and guide you to make the best decision. And it preludes to this in Proverbs 3, but we're not gonna, we won't have to turn there. But what I'm saying is there's so many people that when something happens to them, they think that God's mad, or they think that, that God's not real, or they think that their life is just, you know, this, this hand of cards that you have or this dice that you've rolled. And that's not the case. When you get to a certain point in your faith, you realize 
that no matter what the situation is, God is guiding you. And it makes everything different at that point. Because then you're like, okay, guys, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen the next day. But what I do know is if I'm to a point in my faith to where I understand why I do what I do and I understand the plan through the gospel and my purpose, which is to share the love of Christ, when you understand all that, then you know that God has got whatever situation that you're dealing with. He didn't cause it to happen per se. And don't think that every single life event is some divine message to you. But there are certain life events that you're like, oh, wow, God did have his hand in that. You know, and that's what caused me, and we won't get into it, but like there's been certain things in my life that have happened over the last three months that I'm like, why is this happening? <clears throat> what, what have I done? But then you sit back and think about it, and you're like, this is exactly what God would want me to, to do. This is exactly my purpose and why I'm here. It's be- and it all goes back to God is guiding your decision-making. Not every single life event that happens to you, but how you handle it, if you're truly continuing to be a faithful Christian, he's guiding how you handle it. So that's why I picked 33. I like that one a lot. I do too. So, yeah. That's about all the time we have this evening. I like it. So... Uh, we hope that you get in the Word and read Proverbs fifteen sixteen, and can I get a seventeen? I mean, okay. hey, go ahead, be ex- read chapter seventeen. So we hope you have a great week. Oh, yeah. And if it's snowing where you are, maybe it'll turn to rain like it has for us. Absolutely. So have a great week. Yep. Be careful doing what you're doing. We love you. And let God guide your decision making. Goodbye. <laughs>